0: Welcome to the Dead Pixel Society podcast, the photo imaging industry's leading news source. Here's your host, Gary Peugeot. The Dead Pixel Society podcast is brought to you by Media Clip, Advertech Printing, and IP Labs. Hello
1: again and welcome to the Dead Pixel Society podcast. I'm your host, Gary Peugeot, and today we're joined by Manush Agarwal, who is the founder of Tetra Noodle in Vancouver, BC, Canada. Hi, Manush.
2: How are you today? Good. How are you? Excited to be here.
1: So, Manush, I asked you to come on the podcast today as an expert in artificial intelligence or, as everyone says, AI. But first, you've got a very interesting story about how you became an entrepreneur. Can you just share that first?
2: Sure. Yeah. So, my journey started uh, back in India. I grew up in a small town and I started working uh, in a factory at 15. And I was getting $2 a, a day as pay, uh, working six days a week. And so, you know, that was a very difficult life. And I wanted to do something better, bigger with my life. And um, I found my passion for computers and technology. And I knew that is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And uh, when I came to Canada, this was 1998. Uh, I got a job very quickly because that was a dot-com boom time.
0: Mm-hmm. And I sure. also
2: lo- lost the job very quickly because immediately after that, dot-com bust happened. <laughs> and, yes. and then I got another job with a startup and September 11th happened, lost that job. And then Gulf War started. So it, it was like a... A series of you know up and down as i started my career in north america so that made me realize that you know this job security thing is not a a real thing even in north america no matter where you live so um so i decided you know i should just go on my own and started my consulting company um basically doing the same thing but helping more companies rather than working for one employer and helping them build their technology so i Got an opportunity to work with hundreds of startups, with the giants like Microsoft, IBM, Pearson Education, built some really amazing uh, technology, which produced hundreds of millions in value, impacted millions of lives. So, so that was sort of the journey, in short, from India to becoming an entrepreneur.
1: So when you started out in tech, what was the field, I mean, the, the area of tech you were involved in? Were you a programmer or a product manager? What was sort yeah, of your entree into that piece of the business?
2: Yeah, yeah. Hardcore engineer, you know, coding all day. Like, you know, I, I just enjoyed it because I was an extremely introverted kid and then an adult. Um, So I just enjoyed working with machines because they don't talk back and they don't, you know, throw tantrums and everything. So, you know, just like uh, I used to work all day, all night. Um, it's a lot of fun, actually.
1: So, how long has Tetranoodle been around, and is it specifically about AI, or is it does it have yeah. other disciplines?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, interestingly enough, uh, you know, this company I told you I started in two thousand one. Back then, it was called Spider Communications, and you know, coming coming from an engineer, you know, those were the marketing skills I had because I thought at that time web was new, like internet was called the web. So, I named yeah. the company Spider Communications to go along with the with the web. And now around 2007, people were asking me, oh, this is, is this like a phone company you're running? Or so, (laughs) so I said, okay, it's time to change the name. So the company has been around for like uh, almost 20 years. Um, uh, We have always focused on helping people um, implement and understand technologies and, bring new ideas to life. Uh, So I have four patents in artificial intelligence where we took some ideas from entrepreneurs and implemented the technology. And as technology progresses, We focus on the current technology. So yes, right now we are hyper-focused on AI, but we have expertise in all other areas of technology, blockchain, cloud computing, mobile applications. Mm -hmm. So we have done a lot of work in multiple uh, industries in multiple areas.
1: So let's talk a little bit about AI, because there's a lot of it in the press, obviously, these days, a lot of, quote-unquote, fear-mongering and apprehension, because people don't understand it. In your opinion, could you define AI?
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. So let's, uh, I I try to give very simple uh, answer so that everybody can understand it. See, our mind is basically a pattern recognition machine. So Mm -hmm. if a child uh, touches a hot stove, they only need to touch it once to know that, um, you know, I don't want to touch it again. So that is a data point that our mind registers and Mm -hmm. understands the pattern. Now, Let's say we put that child in the middle of Antarctica. It's outside, wind chill factor is uh, there's, there's cold wind. The child is wearing heat resistant gloves. And now, in that cold weather, uh, the child touches the hot stove. It will actually feel pleasant, it will not feel hot. Now, the child is going to learn oh, you know, there are multiple variables in this situation I need to learn about right. uh, and then make a decision. And so, Uh, you know, the the mind records four or five variables and now, you know, it becomes smarter. But even the smartest person is not able to uh, comprehend more than 10 or 15 variables in a situation. And so at the end of that uh, limit of our intellect, uh, when we have to solve problems like climate change and predicting the weather, predicting the stock market, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, diagnosing uh, disease, that's when uh, we are dealing with hundreds of thousands of variables mm-hmm. and the machine is able to ingest all that data and because the compute power is powerful enough it can find these minute patterns and tell us oh, okay you know it's going to rain in 7 days uh, based mm-hmm. on the data so that is what ai is it's an extension of our mind but it is much much more powerful much much faster and it can do all these calculations which our mind is not able to do so it's it's basically a big mind that has been attached on top of our mind to to help mm-hmm. us make these big decisions. Does that, does that help?
1: Yeah, certainly. I mean, that's, that's how I understood. I mean, because basically we have to take a large amount of data and synthesize it somehow, which in some ways human beings do every day.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, But I, I'm interested in, in why, for example, the term artificial intelligence is used because it's really sort of a weird way of kind of just saying it's really more like, Mass, massive processing is really more. Yeah, yeah. Because
0: See,
2: the thing is people don't realize this field of work, data analytics or AI or whatever. It has been around for decades. So, exactly. um, you know, started in 70s. It used to be called data analysis or, you know, whatever. Like, and it has transitioned from multiple names and now it is called AI. And the naming, naming the way, our world works, you know, people throw out names every day and something catches on and then people start to repeat it, you know, and then it becomes a name, okay, you know, this is AI. You are right in saying that it, it is not like artificial intelligence, but I think the way that our culture has sort of evolved so far with the movies, with the, with the TV shows and terminology, right. that nomenclature has stuck. That is not to say this nomenclature is not going to change again, because right. uh, I'll tell you one thing, like uh, underneath the covers uh, in, the, in the technical circles, at least a term called deep learning became very, very popular in the past 10 years because yep. deep, deep learning is the actual mechanism of training this artificial intelligence. So people mm. used to call this deep learning and you may have heard, the term deep mind, which defeated the go player, uh, you know, IBM. Yeah, um, yeah, that was an IBM. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um, all of these uh, sort of, you know, technical terms, uh, th- sometimes don't make sense to everyday people. Like, you know, if I say to you, somebody, Oh, let's talk about deep learning, they'll be like, I've already learned all I needed to learn. You know. I, I'm, <laughs> So um so that's maybe the reason but you are right it's not strictly ai as we define intelligence uh, you know mm-hmm. as we define human intelligence
1: it's almost in my uh, assumption sort of a a a a linguistic shortcut to computers doing something that scare us and we don't understand
2: <laughs> um well, it's basically doing calculations. It's basically yeah, yeah, finding, yeah. yeah. So um, computers are already doing, have been doing this for a l- while. Like you know, our our world, if people don't realize it by now, it's already controlled by AI. Literally, mm-hmm. our flights are uh, scheduled by AI. Our um, television shows are basically uh, controlled by AI. We are on this Zoom call. The video is being transcoded using AI, and and The Mm -hmm. traffic that is going through the internet, it is being Mm -hmm. optimized by AI. It has been around us all along. Now, the difference is that everyday people have had a chance to look at it, feel it, touch it, play with it. And now everybody's mind is being blown, right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, having worked on multiple projects, my mind was blown like 15 years ago when (laughs) I implemented a system. And within three months, it was Doing better job than professors of university-trained right. uh, physicians who have twenty years of experience. So this technology is so powerful, and and that is the thing that you know it is creating so mm-hmm. so high buzz. But yeah, I mean it has been uh, um, used by companies like Facebook, Amazon. Uh, you know, all of these things. Even your these traffic
1: lights are being controlled.
2: Exactly, 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 exactly.
1: Because it wants to optimize for the provide optimal traffic flow there's not a human absolutely. being saying okay we need to shave this the time setting at this light by four seconds if we want to optimize yeah, yeah. traffic flow they're going to do yeah. that using yeah. you know visual indicators and traffic flow yeah. And all that exactly kind of stuff. yeah yeah absolutely so i think what's changed kind of culturally is like you said it's been in science fiction for ages right going back to 2001 a space odyssey and all that but now people are able to everyday people are able to actually use AI to create their own content or their own, uh, I don't say products, but yeah. content, I guess, is the word I'm looking for, right? Because you got the yeah. chat GPT. And then in, in the photo industry, we have the generative AI, which is you basically can create a prompt saying, you know, I want a picture of Manush sitting on an iceberg sipping a soda. Yeah. Yeah. And it will create that for yeah. them. That's kind of shaken up a lot of people but you don't think that that's really a threat to to human beings uh, careers can you tell why
2: see okay l- let me explain this um first of all we have gone through technological revolutions multiple times right so right. when the car, when the car was invented everybody was worried what's going to happen to the horse cart industry you know what are where are they going to go but people need to realize all these technological revolutions they provide bigger and better opportunities it's just that we have to embrace uh, this technology, not be scared uh, by it, and upskill ourselves to understand, you know, what technology what this technology can do. The content generation part is just a very, very tiny piece of what this technology can do. Uh, mm-hmm. So think of think of the internet, for example. When the internet came along, you know, we were excited about browsing, like very static website somebody will just write some text on the website was the bomb exactly exactly right <laughs> and not much we could do with it but just share information and mm-hmm. then we started uh, saying oh maybe we can have transactions online e-commerce came along and then one day in 1997 a guy named jeff bezos started a website and then mm-hmm. within 20 years he became the richest person on the planet mm-hmm. right so he beat out Walmart, which has been around 100 years. Now, right. you can think of uh, AI being 100 times more powerful as a platform, as a digital platform. Mm-hmm. But the, the real innovation, the real uh, expertise and opportunity comes when you start thinking what can you build on top of it. You know, In your industry, for example, uh, I'm sure there's going to be TV shows which are completely done by AI, like within maybe six months or a year, we will have movies, but which are completely done by AI. How much mm-hmm. opportunity that creates, that's a disruption of multi-billion dollar company uh, industry, right? right? So the idea is to understand uh, what AI can do for you and start to utilize it to gain more ideas on How you can utilize this technology, how you can serve your clients, how you can uh, improve your life or or the lives around you.
1: Yeah, we recently had a case at the uh, Sony World Photography Awards where a photographer named Boris Edgelson actually uh, submitted an AI-generated image to the contest. And then he just announced, hey, you know, I'm doing this to make a point that these can be because it won an award. And so the point was, is, hey, I can create award-winning art using AI. And he was trying to raise awareness of this potential. What do you think about that? What do you think about a content creator who has been able to use their own creativity to create an image? Now that opportunity could be overtaken by a computer.
0: Stay with us. We'll be right back. Photo retailers, energize your sales with Share Me Chat, the proven texting platform. Using chat-to-text on your website keeps your customers connected and buying. See us at Pro and IPI to find out why dealers using Share Me Chat close more sales without adding staff. Find out more at shareme.chat.
2: See, okay, so let's step back. Uh, let's go back in history and see uh, humans have always been passionate about expressing themselves. Right. So when when we go to uh, ancient caves, people used uh, you know the pigment to paint on the walls then sure. write, writing came along so they started using paper to express themselves then painting came along we started using you know canvas and and real paints and all that now uh, then radio came along tv came along everybody started to express themselves this podcast platform we are expressing ourselves so ai is another medium to express ourselves sure. right now if we start to get very technical And nobody can take a picture without a camera. That's also a technology we use Mm -hmm. to capture an image and express what is in Mm -hmm. nature. With AI, uh, you know, I can take inspiration from nature or any other like crazy idea I I, I get. And I can use this technology as a medium to express myself. So in a way, you can uh, can imagine eventually what will happen is there's going to be a marketplace for real photographs. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a marketplace for AI-generated photographs, and there's mm-hmm. going to be marketplace for probably a morph uh, of a real photograph by AI. Like, you know, there's going to be uh, yeah. all these people, uh, you know, uh, producing content or art, and there's going to be appreciation from people who gravitate towards that kind of art, right? Right.
1: No, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. I don't see it as a threat myself. I was just saying yeah. that, you know, that was sort of a very recent... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Story that happened, and it, because I don't think people were uh, prepared for yeah. the idea that you know there may be a marketplace for yeah. an AI-generated artwork or yeah. photograph or something, and it's just another form of expression yeah. that maybe someone doesn't have the ability to go to Iceland to take pictures of the ice flows there, but maybe they want to create that image for themselves, and they can do yeah, yeah, that yeah. Using the generative process. Yeah, exactly. How long? You said you've been doing this uh, machine learning AI type stuff for for you know fifteen some years. So was that as a as, as an actual researcher, or did you work with companies who are developing the platforms? I'm just curious because yeah, it, yeah. it does go way back, and I'm I'm yeah. curious as to when the light bulb went up off for yeah. you
2: well no 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 so i'm 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 not a researcher i'm more, mainly like you know pretty much uh, i have education a uh, sure. masters degree but um, i'm i'm more action oriented so everything sure. i've done is is in the marketplace so um, i'll no, give you a couple fine. couple of examples like we worked with a, a university and a and a education company to create a platform to help uh, students uh, complete their degree program so uh, the problem uh, students face is that When they enroll in a degree program in a first couple of years, they realize this is too difficult for them or this is of no interest. So we implemented an AI system to help them at their admission uh, point to understand which courses they will like and which ones they will be able to uh, complete. That resulted in a lot more students completing their degree programs. Mm -hmm. And so that that was a a good example of AI helping students uh, Mm -hmm. find out the courses. Um, and this program was actually very successful. President Obama and Bill Gates mentioned it uh, in their speeches multiple times. Mm-hmm. Another example is in healthcare. Like, you know, people, uh, doctors these days, they utilize AI to uh, help diagnose problems because, you know, sometimes a, a, you, a human body is very complex. So let's say if they're looking at an x-ray, trying to decide, or, you know, what kind of tissue it is, mm-hmm. um, they will realize, uh, they will Doctors can only rely on their own experience uh, with uh, things like um, making these tough decisions. You also have to understand a doctor is a human being with emotional uh, things going on. So if the doctor woke up in the morning, had a a fight with their spouse, that is going to affect their uh, mental state and ability to diagnose a problem. But when you supplement that with AI, you can mm-hmm. uh, become more objective. you can get a second opinion, you can get much more you know uh, much more like detailed and accurate answer. Um, so a lot of these applications are out there and I have had the opportunity to sort of you know participate in this education, healthcare, logistics, uh, real mm-hmm. estate. And the major event that happened in my life was around 2012. Um, in 2011, I became um, very uh, uh, depressed and suicidal because of some personal um, challenges I was going through in my life. And so um, I I knew I needed to get out of that uh, mindset, and I needed to find solutions. So I went into meditation, and I started learning about uh, our human mind, uh, psychology, neuroscience, how does our mind create our reality. And the thoughts that we think the stories that we tell ourselves that's what uh manifests mm-hmm. and so when i realized that ai is actually doing that it's, it's an extension of our mind it mm-hmm. is actually impacting us in both ways like our mind is impacting ai our ai is impacting our mind and and when i so the evidence of this is like you can see facebook twitter linkedin all of these platforms are creating our worldview. That is how we start to think because we consume this information, but the underlying infrastructure on all these platforms is AI, right? Mm -hmm. So AI is is shaping our worldview Mm -hmm. and vice versa. And so now I started thinking, okay, if I can uh, utilize things like meditation to fix my mind, maybe I can help other people uh, fix them, not fix themselves, but like realize the power they have in their mind um, mm-hmm. using AI. So so these are some of the things mm-hmm. that when I realized I became super passionate about it, started diving mm-hmm. deeper into it.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you, that was one of the questions is on the list here, Walters. what does meditation and AI have in common? Yeah, yeah. So can you kind of share yeah, the yeah, link? Yeah. I think that's, that's something that people have broadly not been aware of.
2: Yeah, yeah. See, meditation is basically going inside your mind, looking at your thoughts. So most people have these misconceptions that uh, meditation is about getting lost, getting your mind empty, like uh, no Mm -hmm. thoughts at all. I I don't think that is even possible. So um, basically, you have these thoughts and you start to observe your own mind, observe your own thoughts, and the stories that are going on. We all tell ourselves all these stories about the past, the future, And if you just stop and think about what's going on in your mind and start to observe, you'll see Mm -hmm. what stories are going on. And the problem is that 99% of the population, they have negative stories going on in their mind. Mm -hmm. And uh, meditation is about uh, separating out that subconscious mind in which these stories are playing and your conscious mind so that you can observe these stories and you can change these stories into more positive stories, right? So... Mm -hmm. One way, and uh, this will be a powerful tip for people who can apply this, try this. Go to ChatGPT, write a story about your future, the way that you want. Let's say you want to go to Disneyland with your kids. Mm -hmm. You know, go to ChatGPT, write a detailed story about how you went to Disneyland. Maybe you didn't even go yet. Mm -hmm. Just say, you know, I went there, I had ice cream, I went on this ride, blah, blah, blah. And ChatGPT will give you like very detailed story. Read it, read it to yourself out loud for five mm-hmm. days, seven days, and see what happens. Mm-hmm. You will experience, you will literally experience what meditation feels like.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. So you can actually, because that will help you visualize the future you're trying to reach. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. I had not thought of it that way. That's pretty cool. Uh, there are there other tools that people should be aware of, AI tools that are readily available that could be uh, helpful in this way?
2: So one thing I say uh, to people is like, uh, right now um, there's a wild, wild west of tools out there. So if I yeah. name one, tomorrow it's going to be outdated. I, yeah. I say to people, <laughs> stick with chat GPT and then do two things. One I already showed uh, shared with you, but I'll go into detail. The first one is ask better questions. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because as human beings, we don't know what other people want. We don't even know what we want is seriously. And so because the thing is, we don't ask better questions. We don't ask detailed questions. We just stay at the surface. I'll give you an example. If I ask 10 people, what do you want in life? Nine will say, I want to earn a million dollars. And I say, okay, you want to earn a million dollars? Here is a million dollars. What are you going to do with it? It's like, uh take some vacations uh (laughs) like they are not really clear on exactly what they want a million dollars for they just know oh you know million dollars is a cool thing so Um, If you use AI, you can actually start to ask better questions and say, if I had a million dollars, what are some of the things I can do with my life? And then you can start to get specific. Not only about yourself, you can talk about your customers, your audience, you can say, uh, you know, you're serving uh, photographers or the industry, what are some of the challenges that photographers in, uh, you know, in Michigan are facing. Mm-hmm. What are what are the price point for these services that they, they can afford? You mm-hmm. can ask that specific question to AI. It will give you very intelligent answers, um, and now you are so much better informed than than before because in order to collect this information, you you may have had to talk to hundreds of people or hire research agencies, done surveys and whatnot. Right. AI can do that for you now. Right. So that's the first step. The second step is tell better stories because as i said we uh, evolved as human beings not to remember facts we cannot remember facts so if i had to ask you gary what did you eat two weeks ago in lunch no idea, right? And if I ask you, Gary, if you if you, if you're married, or you know, uh what, what what was the menu on your reception, you know, or you know, remember the best birthday party you attended? What was the menu? You'll probably remember a few details about that, right? Um, mm-hmm. the and the reason is because of the emotional impact and the storytelling that you have, right. uh, all of that stuff. So uh and but the unfortunate part is we are not good storytellers. We have not been taught. That art in school. But with AI, you can say, hey, you know, I got a question from my client about photography. Write a story about my experience when I went to, uh, you know, this photography event at Sony. Uh, They had an entry from AI-generated, you know, like an entry for a photograph which was AI-generated. Tell a story about that. And Mm -hmm. now I can share that story verbatim with my clients it will be memorable it will be it will make sense to them you know they will understand what ai can do so if you start telling these stories and believe me you can try it in your personal life write a story and uh, write a story about your life you know when you were in university or college something interesting happened um mm-hmm. write a story share it with your kids see what happened. Mm-hmm. i can tell you like you will start to see you develop a very vibrant relationship With the people do you start sharing these stories with? Hmm.
1: Well, that's interesting. So you're really taking it out of the the realm of computing and more into the realm of relationships.
2: Relationships, humans, empathy. That is that is the skill to develop moving forward, Mm -hmm. right? Because so far uh, in human history, we've always valued people who can think, who can find solutions the mm-hmm. intellect right but now you can see the intellect has become a commodity like the machine can think better and uh mm-hmm. you know faster so what what is left as a human being is our ability to empathize to understand the world around us and mm-hmm. then use these tools to create the solutions that the world needs
1: wow that's something to think about so Manuj, where would someone go to get more information about you and your ideas
2: yeah, yeah. So you can uh, go to my website, manujagarwal.com, my first name, last name.com, or find me on LinkedIn and uh, it tell me that you heard me on this uh, podcast. And Yeah, what can I do for you?
1: Great. Well, thank you, Manoj. You've been a great, you give me a lot to think about, actually. I came into this with kind of thinking we we're going to talk about technology and we were talking about relationships. So that was, that was kind of a different road for me on this. So you've given me something to think about. Thank you so much for your time and look forward to catching
2: up with you again later. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to the Dead Pixel Society podcast. Read more great stories and sign up for the newsletter at www.thedeadpixelssociety.com.